0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit presenceoc.org. Yes, um, hey, I just want to just welcome you all to church this morning. Um, I, I don't know how many more times this is going to be the, mo- the way we do things. Um, you know, after Trump's, uh, it was pretty cool actually, uh, we had a Thursday night prayer and worship uh, we do every Thursday night, and we were praying that, uh, we were praying, honestly, we were praying for the, uh, for the church and for, for our government, and then the next day, Trump came out and said that churches, and all, um, uh, actually worship is, uh, worship, uh, places of worship are essential. So uh, Tiff and I were joking, we'd like to think that we had a, a rather large hand in, in Trump, uh, our prayers to make that happen. So if you were praying, I'm sure you had a, a large part in it as well. Um, but yeah, not, maybe not as large as ours. Um, but I'm <laughs> just, we had keys. You might not have had keys. Um, that changes everything. Hey, welcome, you guys! I'm so excited to church with you. I, I tell you, the church is not about uh, a few people up front. It's not about microphones and pulpits. The church is about you. The church is about you and your family at home. We're going to talk about that. I'm excited. This is a fun day for me. Um, we've been uh, we've been going after. Uh, we've been going after. Uh, I get distracted when people in the room are doing stuff that I don't know what they're doing. Um, let me get something, to, uh, just get my time, uh, everything going here. Okay, let's see. Um, but I want to talk, just give a quick little update on where we're at as a church. Uh, you guys need to chill out, all right? You guys are you're distracting, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> oh, <interaction>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong kind of interaction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've literally told them to sit in front of me and amen every three and a half minutes. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, They need to be mic'd so you can hear them. Sorry, this is not what you came for. Uh, But I wanted to give you a little update on on where Presence is, what we're doing. Uh, You know, there's obviously a lot of movement happening. It's, it's not even, it's not even an exaggeration to say that everything changes every three days around here. Like literally there is a new de- decree proclamation from either like, from either, either from Trader Joe's to the president, something new is happening, right? Like, did you hear? You don't have to wear a mask at Trader Joe's anymore. Like, Something new is happening on our, in, our, in our landscape all the time. Uh, if, you're, if you're living in a hole or a rock, or maybe you're social distancing in your house without a TV, Trump on Friday came out to the whole nation and said that churches, um, uh, mosques, temples are all essential. If, uh, if dispensaries and and liquor stores are essential... Um, then churches need to be essential, is uh, kind of what he was saying, or more a why couldn't churches be essential. Uh, and I'd love what he said too. If you missed this, he said this. He says, what we need now is more prayer. Man, just, just, just pause for a second and recognize what just happened. Um, whether you're for the president or not for the president, the leader of our nation just declared that this nation needs more prayer. I haven't been a lie. I don't know that I've been a lie. Well, you know, maybe there's presidents that have said that, but not at such a time as this. Not in such a time when there's such a divide and such a um, a, a a vying for. All of that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That was incredible. And when I felt, I felt something actually happened. We've been chatting a little bit and praying this morning. And we all are pretty confident that something shifted and changed in the heavenly atmospheres, in, 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 in heaven, when, then, when Trump, uh, President Trump uh, said those words that he said. Now, understand that Trump actually um, was not exercising authority to open up the churches. He was basically telling the governors Um, of the states to open churches Um, and hopefully more than that Um, that's just my opinion I want more businesses open Um, but understand that he can't just go out and open all the churches I think he could it would take a little bit more um, legislation but what he was saying is he was telling his his uh, the people that he's leading to begin to do this so just because he said it doesn't mean we open up and it's bam there it is our church is under the authority of fieldwork, okay? And they're really, actually, they're actually an amazing group. They're Christians. Um, they love Jesus. They love what God is doing. They love releasing Christians and, and um, organizations that make the world better. And so we love them. They're amazing. They have a conditional use permit, or a CUP, that allows them to use the space that we meet in as a church. Um, and so in order for us to be here, we have to be in accordance with the CUP. Now, if the city has told Fieldwork that they can't do church, they can't use this space for any kind of gatherings at all, and we gather here uh, anyway, the city could come in and take away their conditional use permit. They've already said that they could and they would do it. So if you're wondering why we're not meeting yet, even after Trump or even just breaking the law and let's just jump in and do this, it's because... The people that we love and we serve um, and we are serving, in a sense, would lose pretty much their business, okay, because their business model relies on this. So um, that would not be a good witness to the people we're called to love. And so I hope you can understand that we're not, try- we're not pushing boundaries and pushing back against the government um, because, honestly, it would, be- it would literally destroy our witness to the world, and man, if there's anything we're called to do is love the world like Jesus would. And he wouldn't come in here and, and tear down businesses that were actually doing good. So I want to encourage you, like we, we are praying to open up. I want to open up, but I want to open up with God. I want to open up in a, in, and I want to do really well in a sense. So every church out there is literally called to open up according to how God is speaking to them. Woe to any church that opens up from peer pressure or because of some political reason or to stand up and rebel against government. We are not called to rebel against government. We're actually called to serve the government and to actually obey the government. Now, there's a point where re- there's an unrighteous commands and decrees that go against what we believe is righteous governing. And so um, I think we're walking those lines a lot lately. Um, but I'm not here to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think, okay? And so we, what I hope you're doing is you're asking God, Lord, what's my role in supporting government, supporting my leaders in my city? And right now as a church, we're called to honor a conditional use permit. Now, it doesn't mean uh, uh, we're not called to meet and gather. I believe we're called to meet and gather. So if that's my way of pushing back a little bit, so be it. We're having a home group in Irvine. You can go on our website. Um, That's the first one we got going here. It started this past week, and it's going to keep going. So if you need to gather, um, as long as we have room, and we're not packing the house out, we're trying to leave some room for social distancing for people that really need that right now. Um, I want you to go online. There's a home group that says in Irvine, you can RSVP, do that before it fills up. Uh, It will fill up. We're having one in Huntington Beach opening up in a week. But anyway, so that's coming. If we don't open up sooner, we are having, we are gathering. The other thing I want to say is that... There's a very real possibility that um, uh, Governor Newsom will create stipulations for churches to begin opening up on Monday. And so if that happens, be ready to come in on Sunday. Um, There's a good chance we'll start meeting on Sunday, but I don't know, all right? I'm just throwing this out there to start getting your thinking. Our team is is chomping at the bit to really get moving and worship together. Um, So be watching the headlines. If he gives the cities the authority to open up, then we will open, okay? I'm, I'm ready and I believe that when we're allowed to, I'm all in. So I, that's all I wanna say about that. Be watching our social media. Our website will be updated with anything new that we're doing. So you can go back to that, presenceoc.org, and you'll know for sure. Now we are going to continue to stream live the way we're doing it with the words on the screen through YouTube. Um, we might, uh, uh, and so I want you know, even though we're meeting in person, doesn't mean you have to. All right, And so if, you're, if you need to stay home for, for health reasons, or just um, you just your, your, your conscience is calling you to stay home for a little bit longer, that's OK. I, I need you to really manage yourself really well. If, uh, if you're sick or you're afraid of getting sick, please don't come in. Um, if you want us to come and pray for you or whatever, we are excited to come and do that. We'll send a team to your house. But do you really well. You're in charge of your own faith, and you're in charge of your own ministry to God. And so, if, uh, so I just want to encourage you, if you're not ready to come in, no pressure, no condemnation. I really, I would champion you if you came and said, Jesse, I feel like I'm supposed to stay home. Would you, would you honor that? And I'd say, absolutely. That sounds like faith, and God honors faith. So whether you're here on Sunday or not here on Sunday, we're going to keep streaming. We're going to keep just just releasing heaven into, into houses until I don't know when. But um, uh, when we start meeting in person, it's going to be glorious and I'm excited. So I'll leave with that. And uh, if you want to, let's go and take the offering. This is the first time I've ever actually remembered the offering uh, on a live stream. We encourage you guys... Um, Honestly, keep sowing in, keep sowing into what God's doing. And I encourage you, um, don't stop at sowing into the church. I believe your tithe actually belongs in the church because we are, we are hopefully a place that's sowing into the, um, the people that are needy. We've been giving money to those that have been reaching out to us. It's been powerful and wonderful. Um, but I, I, I just want to encourage you guys. It is a kingdom principle to give and to be generous. And if you're not, um, your heart will feel it. And I, I honestly, I, I do believe there's a, very, there's a very real thing that where you reap, uh, if, if, you, if you don't sow, that you won't reap. And uh, I think grace goes way beyond that, but the, at the minimum, that's where I believe God works in. Uh, so if you want to give, obviously, the, you guys know the deal, you can give you know, the link on the screen. Um, I think there's a link in the description, if, uh, or if you want to uh, go to our website in the upper right-hand corner, you can give that way too. But we're going to jump in. We uh, we are officially um, I don't know if I'm calling it an end to our series our series on identity, but we are going to uh, uh, kind of close that chapter. Even though I think I think we're called to forever preach on our identity, um, and we're going to ta- we are going to take a, a little bit of a of a, an angled uh, what do you call this uh, uh, not a U turn or or a nine a, a degree turn it's kind of an angled turn. Um, off of identity, down an identity trail. Um, when we, when I thought about this series for identity, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the places uh, in identity was our identity as world changers. And as I thought about, we haven't talked about being a world changer yet in this identity series. I thought, oh my gosh, this is way too big to have just one Sunday on. So we're going to start a new series called world changers, all right? And we're going to look at different aspects of what does a world changer look like and, and, and what are some of the hindrances to being world changers, but today I, wanna, I just want to launch us off on this new thing called World Changers, Commission to Change the World. Now, when I was thinking about being this idea of being commissioned to change the world, I found out that this past Thursday was Ascension Day, which means this is the day that Jesus, after he um, crucified, he, he, he showed himself to the disciples, and then he ascended in Acts 1, in a couple of places in the gospel. And he basically, he ascended into heaven. The two angels came down and told them, listen, when he comes back, you won't know the day or time, uh, but he'll come the same way he came down. And, and by the way, I'm sending you. And so the, the, the disciples were, were commissioned. As Jesus left, the disciples were commissioned into the ministry. And if you remember, when Jesus says, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave behind somebody for you. I love asking my kids this. I, they know the answer to this. So I hope you know the answer. Who did he leave in place? Waiting. You get it? Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) He let, no, the the audience here is answering. So (laughs) he left the Holy Spirit behind for you, not just for you, but in you, right? Come on, you guys, this is, don't, don't miss this. Like, just take for a second, say this to yourself. Say the Holy Spirit was left in me to lead me to Jesus. See, the Holy Spirit's job is to teach you about the Father, is to teach you about the ministry of the Father. And Jesus walked the earth doing only what he heard the Father do and saying what only he heard the Father say. Now the Holy Spirit is here to help you live that out. I want to tell you the Christian walk is an impossible one. It is impossible to walk the Christian walk without god if you try to love people without the grace and the spirit of god in you you will fail again and again and again and it will be very frustrating but when you when you actually allow the holy spirit to uh when you acknowledge that the holy spirit is in you acknowledging him knowing that he's in you his grace his power works within you you can walk walk out the walk that jesus walked so let's talk about world changers World changes. what are world changes? It's kind of a coin term. I know it sounds a little cliche, but I'm gonna use it anyway, because I love it. World changes are people that change the world. I, t- I say this, I wrote these those notes down. World changes are those that advance the kingdom of heaven on earth. They advance the kingdom of heaven on earth. Think about this, advancing something. If I were to advance this podium, <laughs> stand, podium is coming, I'm making one. If we're, is advancing the, of course, Everything's shut down, so I can't build it yet. But if you advance this podium forward, I'm moving the kingdom of heaven forward. Jesus, uh, Jesus told his disciples, he says, pray in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? Ah, oh, we love you. You are hallowed. You are glorious. You are holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then he says this, which is so big. On earth as it is in heaven, our commission is to bring heaven to earth. When when do we do that? We'll look into that. But I'm going to tell you all the time. And so on earth as it is in heaven is the simplest way to describe your commission. Is it it in heaven? It should be on earth. If it's not on earth, it shouldn't be in heaven. Whatever has been loosed in heaven should be loosed on earth, okay? And whatever has been bound in heaven should be bound on earth, okay? Another way I like to say world changers are like ambassadors who carry the king's authority and power and might into this world. You are an ambassador for Christ. We're going to get into 2 Corinthians. You are a a royal ambassador, someone that carries the authority, the signet ring, the robe. You carry his image into the world. You are an ambassador. uh, World changes are also those, get this, all right? Some of you guys are getting really excited about this one. Those who defy the authority and accusers that, and bring restoration to the lives of others. They defy the accuser of the brethren. They defy the principalities um, that are tr- of the air, the, the devil. They defy evil. World changers see injustices and they go against them. World changers see, uh, see the broken being attacked, the, the, the poor and the needy, and they run into those places. That's a world changer. Now, who are the world changers? Um, some of you guys know or may not know this. Uh, when I left ministry school, oh, I fr- so I was, I was in the Navy for a while, then I went to ministry school. And I went to ministry school because Jessica and I had a home group and it was uh, it was an, we all it was is we invited people in to our home group. We, we were at a Vineyard Church down in San Diego, and we I like to tell people this: our home group was really just about inviting the presence of God, letting the presence of God be honored in our house. And people came into that atmosphere and were changed and transformed forever. And Jessica and I saw the transformation that happens when God is allowed to be God in the room. And it just wrecked us. And we said, this is what we want to devote our lives to, that people would be transformed by the permission of God being allowed to be God. And so I think that's the whole heart of church, that we would allow God to come in and be him, himself. We wouldn't elevate our services, our home groups, our preaching, or even our worship services above what he wanted to do. And so... We went to ministry school, and we came back, and after ministry school, I'm like, God, I don't know what I want to do with my life anymore. You've totally changed who I am and what I'm doing, and I don't know what to do anymore. I can't go back to the Navy, fly helicopters. What am I going to do? And I thought to myself, I want to learn how to make people great? I want to learn how to pour into people's strengths, and so I got into strength assessments and and personality assessments, and so I've recognized the value of how unique and different we all are. Why do I say that? There, there is a there is a a a thread or a, or a tone. When we talk about changing the world, we talk about individuals that do great things. And I I don't know if you've felt it, but I've felt it, that I almost have to be like certain individuals to affect change in this world. I either have to be extroverted, or I have to be an influencer, or I have to have a pulpit, or I have to have a lot of money and an organization or a nonprofit. There's just this feeling that world changers look a certain way. And... You will never be more free when than the day you recognize i don 't have to be anybody else, no. and I tell you when you stop and you just meditate just in fact let 's just do that let 's get happy here. stop for a second, close your eyes wherever you 're at, and I want you to just think about all the different requirements you put on yourself to be like somebody else, act like somebody else, operate, make decisions like, think, laugh, not laugh, all that stuff. All the requirements you've put on yourself to be someone you're not. And I want you to say right now, say, I give you permission to be yourself, to be the most authentic you you've ever been. See, Jesus didn't save you to be like somebody else. He, didn't, he, he doesn't walk around saying, uh, uh, hey, Stephen, you see, you see Michael over there? I want you to be like him tomorrow. Or, or, or I want you to be more like Michael when he's like that. Or he doesn't look at Tiffany and say, Tiffany, I want you to be like those worship leaders. Or he doesn't say to, to, to Jesse, I want you to be more like that pastor or that leader, right? Although we say that to ourselves right? Come on, be real. You're just like, well, I'll never do that because I don't look like that. Jesus saved you so that you would be fully you, not somebody else. And so when I talk about world changers, there's many sizes, shapes, and flavors, okay? This is like, have you ever seen that show, um, Uh, what's the show, gosh, I, not, you know, it's like Nailed It, you know, and it's like all the Pinterest little like cakes and things like that that they did, and then they have like the the memes of it's like, this cake looks like this, and then this is my attempt at it, and it's like this like explosion that kind (laughs) of, I don't remember the name of the show, this show's it's called nailed it, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like people trying to make this, but it ended up like this. Like, listen, God loves you even in all of its imperfections. Okay, we're not called to be like the Pinterest or the the Instagram like feed. You're called to be you, and you will change the world most effectively when you stop being like somebody else. Because the reality is, when if you're spending energy trying to be like that. You're going to be exhausted by the time you get actually to start changing the world, okay? So I, I look at, you know, what, what are world changers shaped like? They're both loud and bold, but they're quiet and they're powerful. They're, they're external and visible, but they're also internal and invisible. See, there's the Annas who prayed in the, in the temple day and night, devoting herself to the coming Messiah. No, we would not have known about her and had she not had a name in the Bible. There's people like Mother Teresa who, who never tried to be known. she's decided to start caring for a few people. The, the, there's the one that adopts the unwanted baby or the troubled youth that opens up their house to the Foster Association. There's the Rosa Parks who, who wasn't actually trying to start a movement and be an influencer. She just saw an injustice, and she said, not on my watch. Listen, the, the, the uh, being a world changer does not mean you build a platform under yourself. It just means that you become a platform, that you say, not on my watch. This is not going to happen. It's going to end here. See, Rosa Parks wasn't starting a movement. although well, she did. You look at the, um, I'm looking at, who else do I, I, I think of it. I think of... Uh, th- these people defy defy justice. The Apostle Paul, who is the most vocal of all the apostles in the Bible, who's a world changer. But there's also the Brene Browns who are changing today the way we live outside of shame. And, and so the other, like you look at you look at Elon Musk, like the guy's literally created uh, um, a way of defeating traffic in L.A. by building tunnels under L.A. Who thinks of this stuff? Right? All the while he's sending people to the moon. That guy's nuts. Uh, <laughs> Now listen, there's the Heidi Bakers that that literally, who's coined this term, stop for the one. That she moved to uh, to Mozambique before anybody knew her and decided, I'm going to adopt every lost child in Mozambique. And and she's doing it. And it's like these people didn't start out as well-known, okay? They started out as one person with a passion in their heart. There's the Christine who right, today that are fighting sex trafficking and modern-day sl- day slavery. Listen, the, some of you guys are doing these things. You're my heroes. You're, you're, you're doing Instagram Lives or Facebook Lives, and four people watched you, but those four people are being impacted. There's no requirement for what you're supposed to look like as a world changer. Oh, I'm fired up. Okay. See, world changers, how do I, let's, let's move on a little bit. World changers, we know what they are. But I want to tell you that world changers are called. See, every, a world changer will always be called. They'll always be called into something, pushed into something. Uh, and, and I want you to know that, that we, are not, we are not separate from this call. We have been called. I, I love that, that this is Ascension Day, or some people calls it the Commissioning Sunday, that I actually was planning on talking about the Great Commission already, Matthew 10, 7 and 8. Let me read it for you. Jesus is talking to his disciples. Now, this is is when he first sends out his 12 disciples. Remember, Judas is part of this group. So don't, (laughs) listen, (laughs) you may not be the perfect person, all right? But I promise you, you have a couple things on Judas at this point, okay? So even if you're having a hard time, like having value in yourself, Jesus will send you out. There is no limitations on you. And he sends them out, these 12. Um, Remember, we're only 10 chapters in. I think in Luke, it was chapter... or something like that, that he does this. But it's the beginning of the Gospels. It's the beginning of their ministry with Jesus. They don't know very much, okay? Listen, these are the guys that still think that the kingdom of heaven coming is like fire and brimstone on cities. That's their idea of heaven come, all right? (laughs) So these are some very limited thinkers right now. And Jesus trusts them and commissions them. And he says this. He says, as you go... Proclaim the message, the kingdom of heaven has come, has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, and drive out demons. Freely you have received. Say freely. Freely. Ah, good job, you guys. Freely have received, now freely give. Give. So let's, let's unpack this briefly. He says, as you go, proclaim this message. When, when, when do I proclaim this message, you might ask? Like when, is, it, is it Sundays? Is it Tuesdays? Is it when I become this, when I go here, when I get this job, when I get this nonprofit? No, it says, as you go. When do you go? Probably, probably in a few minutes, probably as soon as we're done. You're going to go somewhere. It depends how social distance you are, but, but <laughs> in quarantine lifestyle, as I go to the kitchen, um, listen, <laughs> as you go, as you go, meaning like whenever you go, this is the commission. You are a super, uh, you are a world changer, a supernatural person. As you go, proclaim this message. What message? This message is about to tell us. How are we supposed to do it? Francis of Assisi said something like this. I might butcher a little bit. He says, says, preach the gospel, and if you have to, use words right? Or if required, use words. Listen, I, I love that idea. That idea is that one, that my life is going to preach the gospel, it's going to preach the kingdom of heaven, that I don't even have to use my words because my life will do it for me. I love that. The problem is we end up becoming very secret, um, <laughs> secret agent Christians, right? Like We're like, nobody really knows if you're a Christian or not, but I'm sure trying to live it out with my life. Listen, the world does not need secret Christians anymore. And I think it's rather interesting that Um, we have a president now that is declaring that the Christians not be secret anymore. And so I, I, I encourage you, proclaim it with your mouth that there is something powerful about your words, your voice. Um, and I, I believe in, in, even in this time that we're called to have a voice for God. And so uh, whether you're a loud voice, a quiet voice, uh, uh, um, uh, a small whisper over here to one person or a loud voice to many, we are called to proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's come near you. It's come near. It's literally at hand. It's not a now. Uh, listen, there's, there's been a lot of Weird theologies out there. The kingdom of heaven is at here, but not yet. And now you're left wondering, well, what, how much of it is it here? Right? I, used to, I grew up with that theology, not grew up, but when I first got saved, I had this theology that, hey, brother, Jesse, not everybody gets healed because the kingdom of heaven is here, but not yet. And it's this idea that when we die and go to heaven, we'll, we'll fully have the kingdom. Or when Jesus returns, we'll have the fullness of the kingdom. Listen, the, the fullness of the kingdom is here right now. It's in you, it's on you, it's for you. And so it's come in order so that we could heal the sick, we could raise the dead, we could cleanse those who have leprosies, we could cast out demons, drive them out, it says, now it says, so this is what we're called to do. We're being commissioned into this place. Listen, there is demons that are behind sex trafficking. There is a demonic spirit that's behind slavery in this day. And God is waiting for someone to cast that thing out. You might have to cast it out of every single person that's doing this stuff, but he's called you to cast it out. Listen, I, I, I long for a church to talk more about the healing of a virus and the eradication of a virus then the appeasing and the, uh, the, I feel like we're jockeying for position with this virus somehow. We're like, well, maybe we can appease the virus if we don't go here. Or maybe we can appease this virus if we wear more protective clothing. I, I'm not a, opposed to doing that and keeping people, you know, meeting people where they're at. But Jesus would not have walked around wearing a mask. I'm just going to say it. And if that, if, that, if that feels like a rebuke, that's not trying to be a rebuke. But Jesus would not have walked around with a mask. Now, I don't know what he would have done in our age, but Jesus walked up to lepers when everybody else wore the proverbial mask, right? You stay away from me. And he walked up to them and he touched them and he says, I am willing. And I'm just going to say that that's, that's the church, I'm not saying you're not being the church by wearing a mask. Don't hear that because you're loving people where they're at, and I, I understand that. But there has to be something in us that rises up and says, I am willing. And I that's not what I'm preaching on today, but I want to encourage you. Ask the Father, how will you stand up and say, I am willing? Where will you walk in the face of a disease with your faith? Now, let it be according to your faith. If you're not there yet, I encourage you... Get there. Get in the word. Get some oil. Get in front of the Father. Say, Father, make me ready for when I have to step in front of that. I'm going to read the Passion Translation of the same thing I just read. Matthew Matthew 10, verse 7. And as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people. I love that. Make it your habit. Make it your daily thing. It's a habit. I cast out demons. What habits are you forming? Well, you know, I'm doing this 21-day habit of casting out demons. I'm I'm trying to do it every day for 21 days so that it becomes a habit. (laughs) <laughs> come on, I've challenged some of you guys. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Like, what are you doing? I'm casting out evil. Why? Because it's not a habit yet. Come on. <laughs> come on. I got to come off from the, from the gallery. I love it. All right, um, now I'm really preaching. All right. <laughs> okay, um, make it a habit to break off the demonic presence from people. I love that. And raise the dead back to life. Jesus did it. You can do it. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. What does that freely mean? It's the same word of freely you have been saved. This gift of grace has been freely given. Listen, this gift of the kingdom inside of you has been given without merit, which means you didn't earn it. You didn't do enough, which means that the person that just gets saved, if they start doing this stuff, they will irritate the heck out of you. Because you'll be like, I've been a Christian for 10 years and I still don't see people get healed. And then this brand new Christian who doesn't know better will start healing the sick. I've seen it and I've been annoyed by it. And it convicted my heart. Listen, world changers are called, they're commissioned. 2 Corinthians 5.20, we talked about ambassadors. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us, as as though he was appealing to the earth through you. God literally, his... (laughs) We, we're waiting for God to come back and change everything. And God says, listen, I've already made my appeal. I put you on the earth. Listen, you are called to displace evil. You're called to displace it. Listen, when you put, um, when you put a big uh, something, imagine that you got a glass of water and you drop a big rock in there and it overflows. You're called to displace whatever has been put here. And the devil was cast out of heaven into the earth. We are called to displace the devil. He, he put us on this earth to multiply. Why? So that we would displace the devil more and more. Okay, so we are ambassadors. We carry the ambassador's ring. We carry we carry his authority. We carry his name. Even we carry his son in us. With all authority has been given to us. One of my favorite people is uh, that I, I've I've talked about him before. A guy named Bob Goff. And um, Bob Goff, uh, I won't talk too much about him. But when I think of this word ambassador for Christ, I remember that one of Bob's stories. Is that he was he was he was made uh, the consul for Uganda the consul for Uganda, which means he was in, he was he was he lives in San Diego and in his house his house is actually because he's the consulate for Uganda, he, his house is Uganda soil. All right, just think about that. Listen, he jokes, actually, if you have a lot of parking tickets, you can actually seek asylum at his house and, uh, and they can't arrest you. <laughs> but, so he literally, in his trunk, he's got some flags that he can put in his car and drive around as the consulate for Uganda. He, uh, he can't get parking tickets. He has diplomatic immunity. Okay, this is a real thing. He, <laughs> so he, he, and I love that he makes this comparison, this, this, um, this uh, similarity, is that we are God's consulate. We are his ambassadors. Everywhere we go, we are sovereign territory of heaven. So if there is no sickness in heaven, if COVID-19 has never been and never will be in heaven, then it never will be and never can be in your little space of authority. Okay, so if you need a flag that has like heaven written on it and put it on your shoulder so you recognize that I'm an ambassador, I'm the consulate, for, do that. Um, <laughs> but listen, Bob, I love it. He was, he was a man that knew who he was, and because, and, but he was also a Christian. And he knew that he carried God's love and power everywhere he went. And one thing I love about Bob, he writes a couple books. One of them is um, Love Does. And, and really all it is, it's each chapter is a story about him changing the world. Every chapter, it's way, maybe he changed the world for one person. Maybe he changed it for two people. Maybe he changed it for a whole city or a whole nation like Uganda. But he has all these stories uh, you know, as I think about biblically, who are the who's the who are some of the people that I think about have stories, and I think about uh, I think about Joseph, and um, Joseph is just a guy in my heart that for some reason I've been connected to Joseph for a while now. We lived on El Pepino and El Portico um, around 2005, and we had we had a word that we were going to be someone on Joseph's path um, in in a Potter in a Potiphar's house season, and we literally moved into this house on El Pepino and El Portico. And uh, a lot of you have heard this story, but El, El Pepino, Pepino literally is the, is the Italian word for Joseph. And El Portico means a pathway to a porchway. We lived on Joseph's path, okay? Listen, if this doesn't make you feel like you're commissioned and called into something, I don't know what will. So uh, that, that just encourages me when I'm not feeling that. Um, and so Joseph's path, Joseph has always been really important in my heart. Um, see, Joseph, he, uh, he, had, uh, he had a call. He was commissioned with a dream. Joseph had a dream, and in the dream, he saw his brothers and his father bowing down to him, and um, in a momentary lack of judgment, he decided to share that with said brothers and father. And uh, I don't know whether, whether you think he was supposed to share it or not share it, not the point, but he was commissioned. He was commissioned. We've been commissioned. We talked about this. We are commissioned world changers. We've been been sent out into the world. Joseph was sent out through this dream. And, you know, I'd like to think that, that it's possible that God asked him to share that dream with his brothers. Why? Because he needed resistance. He needs resistance. See, we need resistance. We need, we need pushback in our life. I, I, started, I told you we started the service with a fair amount of resistance. And so Joseph had resistance right away. He was uh, he, His brothers did not like the idea that he was going to be lorded over them. So they uh, threw him in a pit and then decided otherwise. They let's just sell him into slavery. So he was sold into slavery, left to die or whatever. And he ended up in a man's house, Potiphar's house, where he... Quickly rose to the head of that household, and um, then was resisted again. Um, Potiphar's wife wanted to uh, uh, tempt him uh, with uh, with all sorts of temptations. Potiphar chose—I'm sorry—Joseph uh, chose integrity, chose purity, and he ran. And um, as a kind of a, as a consolation prize, he was thrown in jail in Egypt uh, from the pharaoh. From Pharaoh, and when he was in prison. He still had the stories. see Joseph, all along his path, was resisted, and I think we 've been resisted quite a lot lately, but we've never lost our story. Joseph never lost his story when he was in potiphar 's house he he recognized i 'm a world changer, and he changed the world around him. He changed the household, he was actually had high esteem by Potiphar, uh, and then he had resistance, okay, so if you have resistance, hallelujah. Um, the next thing, he was in a prison, and he was actually made chief prison uh, prisoner or head of the prison. I forget the language it has. I, I, I could open it up right now. but um, And so in prison, he was actually elevated, and he changed the world. He was a world changer in prison even. And then he quickly rose to the top of that um, as, as a dream interpreter in prison. And if you remember right, the pharaoh had a dream shortly after that. And in this dream, um, he, after the dream, he said, who can interpret this dream for me? And because Joseph was known as a world changer, he had proclaimed this. He didn't just live it out. He, he proclaimed it. He shared his faith that they knew to call upon him. And um, and so it was the, the royal cupbearer, the one of the two prisoners that was with him that didn't die. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and he says, hey, I know of a guy. And so Joseph ends up... Uh, ends up interpreting this dream, and I'm going to read part of the scripture in Genesis 41. I was going to read in my Bible, but as I opened it up, I realized that that was the page that um, uh, some babies in my life had torn out, and now I no longer know where it is. Um, I was trying to figure out, I know it's in here, and then it dawned on me that we're missing a page. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it says this in verse 41, Verse 46. Um, Now, Joseph was only 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So he was only about 30, he was 30 years old. Um, Some of you guys, uh, you know, are 40, I'm 41, and I'm still encouraged that God still uses me, all right? That's not too late, because there's people out there I've compared myself to that are younger than me, with doing, in my opinion, my little Personal judgment are doing more than what I'm doing, and um, and I, sometimes you can get discouraged when that. So I just want to encourage you: break off this comparison thing. So, so Joseph gets named by the Pharaoh as second in command. Um, uh, I'm trying to think where it says all this. I had it all underlined on that page that is no longer. It's probably in a baby's stomach right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But the Pharaoh says, Can we find a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has informed you, this is verse 39, has informed you of all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you are. You will be over my house, and according to your command, All my people shall do homage only to the throne. I will be greater than you. Pharaoh gets put as second in the charge of all of Egypt. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took a signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he closed him in garments of fine linen and put the gold necklace around his neck. It it sounds so much like the sun coming back in the prodigal story, doesn't it? That he put the robe and the ring This is our story, you guys. They're talking about us. This is, the king has made us to sit next to him in heavenly places. Come on, we are seated with the king. Okay. Then Pharaoh, okay, da, 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 verse 43, he had him ride in his second chariot and they proclaimed before him, bow to the knee and he set him over all the land of Egypt. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission, no one shall raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. That's amazing. And Joseph went forth over the land of Egypt. And so, he, so Joseph I love it. Joseph was a world changer. But recognize that Joseph was a world changer at the beginning. I think about David. David was a world changer when no one was around except sheep and, and a bear and a lion. It's, Joseph was or David was a, a world changer on, when he's bringing sandwiches to his brother. Joseph was elevated because he brought king's the king's domain, everywhere he went. He stood before Goliath, declaring and proclaiming that who will go against the king, my king. And God is waiting. He is waiting. All of creation waits and longs for the world changers, the sons and daughters, to rise up in their identity as ambassadors, as sent ones, as commissioned ones. This is... is, uh, this is it, you guys. And, and I want you to know, many of you guys, I thought about this question with the Lord as I was thinking this week about, God, why don't people stand up and be world-changers? How come people don't live this out? Because I, I know that some of you are my heroes, and you're pushing me into this more and more daily as I watch your lives. But many of us, and if I were to be honest, me at sometimes I recognize I am not in the mood to change the world. I'm not in the mood to change my circumstances. I'm not in the mood to change my beliefs right now. And I, when I ask God, what are some of these reasons? And I just came up with a few of them. Maybe, maybe you can identify. Maybe you don't want to identify. I don't care. Maybe you're tired or you're broken. You have a broken spirit. You're exhausted from all the different ways you've been pulled. Maybe the circumstances around you are just too hard and you can't bring yourself to think about changing the environment around you. Maybe you've been jaded. Maybe you've been frustrated. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you just don't care. You're disillusioned at the church. Maybe you're tired of all this. Maybe you don't believe in yourself. Maybe you feel powerless these days and you're like, I don't know. I've, I've met with so many people that have just given up on this. This idea that God's in you for a purpose, and you just want to have a nine to five and love your family. Maybe you don't even have, maybe one of those things I realized, I was thinking about this, many of us don't even have a vision for our lives and what that looks like. And it's hard to move without feeling called into something. And I get that. So, some of you guys, you're like ready to go, and you're like, God, where do I go? Send me. And I was thinking about Isaiah in Isaiah 6. Um, I'm just going to, just short, just, I'm, I'm trying to cut this a little bit shorter. But it says um, Isaiah says this. He says, then I, um, then I said, Woe is me. He has an encounter with God, in, in uh, Isaiah does. And, and the angel of the Lord comes to him, and, and Isaiah says this he says, Woe is me, for I am ruined. It's like, woe is me, I am I'm a mess. I am a mess. I, even before you, I am, I, am, I am not worthy of anything I, because I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When you worship God, you're never more aware of that he is God and you're not. And Isaiah was getting this picture and it says this, verse six, then one of the seraphim flew to me, Oh, with a burning coal in his hand which he had taken from the altar with tongs picture this and it's it's this coal this burning fiery coal and he touched my mouth with it and said this he says behold this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven see isaiah knew that he could not live up to the lord of hosts the the king and listen, you, you can't live this life without Jesus. You can never live up to any kind of standards that you've put for yourself. You'll never be like him, like her, like that person, like that person. And God wants to purify your heart from all the comparison. He wants, you to, he want, he wants to do this. And I wanna say that he has done this. See, Jesus was the burning fire. He is the man with eyes of flames for you. And on the cross, he took care of all of this. And I love this. This is the commission. Don't miss this. (laughs) He says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. I want to be real with you. Many times I've said, Look, God, there they are. You should send them. And look, God, look at that person. You should send him. But you see, this is the beauty of the Christian faith. This is the beauty of dismantling how we do churchianity these days. Is that God's not calling the pulpit people, the, the, the people that have nonprofits, the influencers, the podcasters, he's calling. Every single one of us, and God wants to commission you today He wants to He wants you to know that you have been purified, you have been cleansed, there is nothing holding you back today except the possibility of you being sent today and if I want to pray for you right now, I want to pray that that your heart would be recommissioned, and if we had a group of people here today, like we had hundred people, I might even say, if God is, is if you're feeling the commission, today, I want you to come forward and kneel before it. We're still holding like a Heidi Baker service, like everyone's coming forward today. Lord, send me, and I, I know, I know some of you have been sent, and I have a picture of some of you guys have been weeping on the floor. And, and crying out, uh, you know, I, I remember the call in 7707. I remember weeping and saying, God, use me. And I know some of you guys have similar moments in your past when you have, you have travailed and you've, <laughs> I don't think you ripped your shirt, but <laughs> you, you have literally been on your knees fasting and praying, God, use me, use me. God, I want to be used by you. And I want you to know that the Lord is calling us. And he's not not even offended and hurt that he has to do it more than once. Today, be commissioned. Today is your day that you would go and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, to go and look past face masks, to smile, to say, hey, you're amazing today. What do you mean I'm amazing? You're amazing. God loves you. And he has a plan for your life. Well, I don't want to hear about this Jesus. That's okay. You already did. And so He's literally, He's sending you, He's commissioning you. And so today, as we start this new series on world changers, I want you to know that you are a world changer. And just say that right now to yourself. Say, I am, I'm a world changer. I changed the world around me. I changed the one and I changed the thousands. I changed my atmosphere. I'm changing the world. You're the only plan that he has. And I believe that God is, Jesus is not going to come back until we show him that we know what he put in us. And I, I, I know we don't know the time or the place, but I know that creation is interceding for us to rise up as sons and daughters that change the world around us. So let me pray for you right now. Just put your hand in your heart, and honestly, if this is something that's really just hit a nerve in you, and God, I hope it hits a nerve, I hope there's a level in your heart that feels a little convicted, because man, we are all in this world together, we're all in this place, it is scary to open our mouths in a world that has been conditioned to push away a God. And yet, we know, we know that we know that the harvest is ripe. And we know that everyone wants the Savior. They just don't know him yet. So, Father, I pray right now, I pray that you would begin to give dreams like Joseph, God. And I, I don't want to prophesy, as some of you guys have been asking for it. and It's going to happen today. It's going to happen tonight, tomorrow night, the night after. You begin to get dreams that speak out your, your, your calling. And if you don't have a dream, I want you to know that wherever you are at is your calling. Wherever you are at is your calling. I'm remembering about uh, a prayer that Bob Goff prayed one time, and I want to pray this over you. I want to pray that you would begin to ask God for a calling in accordance to who you're called to be. Not what you're called to do, but who you're called to be. And I pray that God would begin to put you in direction, in places, in jobs, in ministries, in relationships that are going to feed who you are called to be because it's not about who you what what you are going to do it's what, who you are going to be in this world and everyone here has a calling to be someone great if it's to the one or to the hundred so father Father, I just I just command any fear right now over purpose and calling in this time, in Jesus' name, to come out. That we are going to t- create a habit of casting out these little mini demons, whether it's just a on or something deeper. God, I command this demon of fear to go right now in Jesus' name. Demon, you have no authority where the person gives you no authority. And if you've been locked in fear, I want you to command the thing out right now. Say, I want nothing to do with you. I ask Jesus to come in. The, the, the that have loved to cast out all fear. And Father, would you fill our houses, our temples with possibilities. We're gonna talk about hope and possibilities and courage and risk in the coming weeks. So Father, would you begin to prepare us with courage, prepare us with risk in our hearts, God. Would you prepare us with vision and passion for what we're called to do. And, and Lord, I command that the spirit of comparison and, and critical spirit that's critical of others because you're critical of yourself, that it would go in Jesus' name. And that I pray that you would make us aware of every place where we have downgraded what you say over what people say and what we're saying. And Father, may your voice be the loudest in every life here, God. And I pray for the whole church, God, that this is a rising up season. This is a rising up season. I think it's so perfect, God, that we are preaching on world changers when, when, when we were given such a commission on Friday by our president to open up the kingdom. It wasn't closed, but we're, we're sure as heck making sure that, that we know the kingdom is open. So, Father, thank you, and I bless everyone that watches this and hears it, to go forth and proclaim the message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Can I just, like, reach through into your houses and just give you all hugs and just, just the massive go for it. You have everything you need. You have everything you need. You don't need anything else. You just, you gotta know you have everything you need. But what about, what if the demon gets me? You have everything you need, everything. So I'll just keep exhorting and encouraging from up here if I'm allowed to, so I'm just gonna let you guys go. (laughs) We're gonna get after this, though. Um, I'm encouraged, pray for this season, pray for your president, pray for um, our governor. Pray good things, not bad things over people, you guys. Um, And honestly, when you encounter people that are afraid, Pray for them in your heart. Bless them. Do not curse them for, for having a, a, a different understanding of what faith looks like. So anyway, love you guys. i uh, will we'll, uh, we'll leave the, uh, this uh, message go a little bit longer if you have to pray for people. If you have a prayer request right now, go and put your prayer request right on the streaming right now. Um, Honestly, I felt like we're supposed to go after a little healing too. So if you have to go, take off. Um, But I I, honestly, really quickly, I believe there's digestive issues being healed right now. So right now, if you have digestive issues, put your hand in your stomach. The fire of God heals you right now. In Jesus' name, the fire of God heals you right now. Last week, we had someone's wrist getting healed, legs being healed. Um, Just put it on there right now, what you need healed right now. Or if you need breakthrough in area. Put that on. Some of you guys need a new job. God is is in the business of of getting people jobs. Not just any job, but dream jobs, fulfillment jobs. Um, I feel like there's jaws right now, like just like pain in their jaw. Um, In Jesus' name, be healed. The Lord Jesus heals you. Let it be gone right now. In Jesus' name, healing come. If there's, I want to speak to anybody that's having symptoms of sickness right now, any whether it's COVID or not sure what it is. Right now, put your hand on your throat and your lungs. In Jesus' name, we just thank you. In fact, right now, go ahead and pray with me right now. Uh, we just command the healing of heaven to come on earth as it is in heaven. All, all respiratory issues be gone right now. Whoa! Uh, all across Costa Mesa, Irvine, Huntington, the whole region, um, Elisa Viejo, RSM, Huntington, uh, um, um, San Clemente, healing coming to anyone that might have symptoms of COVID, all that stuff. COVID, you have to go in Jesus' name. This is a church that believes the faith to heal, the faith to heal, the faith to heal. God, healing, healing, healing. Come right now, right now. I just, Some of you guys are getting breakthrough in healing. In Jesus' name, we thank you, God. We thank you for faith, God. We thank you for faith. Start moving your arm around that was hurt. Move your jaw, whatever it was. Take deep breaths. I just feel like God's doing something powerfully in breathing right now. Breathe in, breathe in. Healing power of Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you, the authority. If you're in the room with someone who needs healing, don't shrink back on this thinking somebody else is going to pray for them. Lay hands on them. Boldness, boldness, boldness. Courage to the church. Courage, have have courage. There is nobody else that has the assignment but you. Nobody else has it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Any other words? Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. God, we just bless your time. Bless this time, God. And Father, I ask, just ask that we would just, you would, you would lift, lift this ban on churches, God. You would lift the ban on churches, God, so that we could gather and that we could do so safely and with wisdom, but with heaps of faith just coming out of us, God. Yeah, we love you. Amen. All right, love you guys. We'll see you guys next Sunday one way or another. Watch, uh, keep an eye on the... Uh, On their website, on our uh, Instagram and Facebook page, we'll get some stuff out to you as soon as we find out more. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.